Hey guys, welcome to Bar Talk Podcast. This is episode number three. Uh, my name is Ryan. We have some fun topics for uh, you guys tonight. Uh, we're going to start off with the uh, Laconia Bike Week. Uh, it's a little bit of a little bit of things going on there. We're going to bring up Bruno and Audrey, and we're going to start talking about Laconia Bike Week. Uh, a little bit of Bloomsburg Fair in there. Bruno, Audrey, how are you guys? Doing good. A little sunburned. Yeah, it was a long day. Uh, you guys can both hear each other. Everybody's good. Bruno, I know you're uh, you're sharing some stuff. I know you're sharing some stuff. Uh, definitely, please be sure to com comment, like, and share our podcast. It would be greatly appreciated. Uh, we like to come on and entertain. Oh, I'm not hearing you guys now. I'm not hearing Ryan. That's for sure. All right, let me go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna reboot my show quick, Audrey. Uh, let him know I'm gonna reboot quick and. We'll make sure we'll see if that works. Okay, he's gonna reboot Bruno. Okay, cool. So we'll see. We'll see how that turns out. Hopefully, it works. <laughs> yeah, last time it was there me. There you are. Can you hear me now? I can. Okay. I, good. I didn't hear any. I didn't hear any of the music intro. Okay, they should be on the podcast anyway. Uh, That's fine. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start off. We're gonna talk. Uh, we're going to talk to Laconia Bike Week a little bit here. I'll tie in some Bloomsburg Fair with it. Again, uh, Bruno, Audrey, myself, uh, like to enjoy you guys. So be sure to like, comment, share. Uh, we do have a YouTube page as well. I will put it somewhere. Uh, I'll put it somewhere down, down below in the comment section a little bit later. You know that you can simulcast with YouTube as well, right? Off of Live now. I do. Yes, uh, I'm actually waiting. I, I I've made an account specifically for this show. Uh, okay. So what I'm going to end up doing is I'm going to end up after after my month subscription uh, is over on this account, which I think should be before the next live show. Uh, yeah. I'll be I'll be doing that and it'll be on that YouTube page as well. So we'll be able to pull uh, an audience from both Facebook and YouTube, which that that'll be great. OK, and um I know I tried to share it to Bar Talk page, but it didn't. Uh, it it seems like you have to you have to authorize that. Uh, I don't think I should have to. Uh, let me let me uh, go. Let me go check quick. Man, this Facebook stuff is kind of screwy at times. Yeah, it does get a, a little weird. Like I know uh, I know it's already on Bar Talk because I, I shared it to there already. Yeah, uh, Nancy, uh, I it's on my personal page too, Nancy. Uh, so yeah, if you want to share it from page. there, that's where I got it from. But it's not on Bar Talk. Hmm. That's weird. It's not on the Bar Talk podcast page. That's the page I'm looking for, mm -hmm. right? Uh, yeah, Bar Talk podcast yeah, group page. Yeah. Look, uh, we'll take, pull it off my personal page and and just share where where you want to by there. I see Pesquale's here. Pesquale, how you doing, bud? Uh, Bruno, they fixed the chat bar on the side of the back office. Oh, interesting. So you can see that. I can't. We can't see the chat on our end. Oh, okay. Well, I know they they fixed it. Uh, they fixed it here. Uh, Pesquale's here. Pesquale said hi. Pesquale, how you doing? It's nice to see you, but it's been been a while. Uh, Nancy's here watching. Yeah, the, uh, the bar talk page on facebook it's it shows online it's yeah weird. i could i could see it on mine as well it's it's not, not it's on the group page not the pages page it's on the group oh, page so, so where do i get how do i get the group see that's i'm, I'm missing you just uh share it share it from my personal page bruno i have it said as public I did, so I, I did that but yeah i did that okay so the problem that i have is that when i do that nobody a lot of my friends cannot 
I guess, you know, last time we tried that, a lot of people have to be friends of you to do that. So, see, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why, because I I do have it set as, uh, I have it set as public. I saw that. I saw that, that everything was set as public. One of these days, we'll have all these issues figured out. Yeah, no kidding (laughs) there. No kidding there. One of these days. We can hope. Fingers crossed. So, there it is now. I've got it on my page. Hopefully, everybody will see See, it also just says a Facebook user on this. I don't know why it doesn't have the people's names. Wait, wait, hang on. Talk to your eyes. Due to to Facebook restrictions, we can't see the names and profile pictures of your viewers. Send them a link so they can grant BeLive permissions to see their names. That's interesting. That's dumb. Yeah. But at least we can see the comments. I mean, we might not know who they're from, but. That's from from Peshkwal. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I knew I knew that was probably from Pasquale. So, Bob, oh, there's Nancy, Nancy, yeah, Nancy, Nancy, sharing the hashtag Bar Talk. Thanks, Nancy. Appreciate it. Thank you, Nancy. I'm sharing the different uh, segments here. Hold on, there's one. Hey, Pasquale's been uh, Pasquale's been working on other projects. Yeah, we're gonna have to get them in in October. We're gonna have to get them to come live. So oh, absolutely. I, I always I always like having those guys up. So I definitely uh, they're always welcome here. Yeah, so. always welcome. Cool. I'm just sharing some of the groups right now. Let me just see here. Anybody else? All right. Cool. Excellent. All right. Okay, so Bruno, Laconia Bike Week, what's going on there, bud? That's up your neck of the woods, isn't it? It is. It's uh, Tomorrow's the last day. It started last week on Friday. Mm-hmm. And uh, the town fathers or city fathers for the city of Laconia decided in their ultimate wisdom that, oh, yeah, you guys can have Bike Week, but no vendors, no music, no, uh, you know, no beer tents, no normal rally stuff that normally happens during rallies that brings money in a con- you know, brings money to these businesses that are in our communities that bank on that money for a half a year's of their salaries. Because, you know, in the wintertime, we go pretty desolate around where we are. Yeah. So they decided, as, as I sent you that photo, that photo is pretty much exactly what the rules were. And uh, no bars, no this, no that. And, and to top it off, the bars that wanted to be open, the alcohol commissioner decided that because of COVID, because of CDC guidelines, that they were going to send 23 agents to the area to make sure that people are wearing their mask, social distancing, and not standing around at bars. So you can't stand at a bar anymore. Yeah. So if you sit so on the floor in a bar, that's allowed? Yeah, like if there's no seats available? Right. So they're counting people to come in because of the social distance. And now what's real funny is, or weird, is that the governor last Friday said that all restaurants were going to be at 100% you know, hundred percent capacity. Yeah. So, so, I, don't, so what, I, I don't understand what 100% capacity means when you're still... When CDC, when you're still saying, so how do you say you can have 100% capacity when you have to be, when the CDC is still saying that you have to have the six foot apart, um, you know, the bars, it, it, if you have a bar, they don't really want people sitting at the bar because you really can't sit six feet apart, yeah. um, stuff like that. So it's kind of confusing. So a lot of those places that would reap the benefits of bike week, because any given, I mean, they just had Sturgis and they had supposedly 
they said 460,000 vehicles came through Sturgis. So I don't know how, you know, you got to figure that at least 400,000 of them is probably bikes. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, Sturgis, a Sturgis is a big event, you know, it is. And, and, you know, the town of Sturgis, they poo pooed anything downtown, but all of the big campgrounds still had music, still had their bars going, still had stuff happening. So they, they put on the best show they could for the 80th anniversary of uh, Sturgis. And this year was the 90, 98 or 97 or 98 for the for Laconia and uh, so really in a couple of years if it's 98 in a couple of years we'll have the 100 which will be a big deal Laconia is the oldest motorcycle rally in the United States yes that I've read and uh, that's is that New Hampshire Motor Speedway do they do they do like out of there we we don't do it out well New Hampshire Motor Speedway has some of the um has some of the, the the street bike racing so yeah. they have the, you know, they have the big high performance Yamahas, Hondas, Ducati, stuff like that. Um, one of the big, one of the, like they have three major events here. So during bike week, one of them is the vintage motorcycle classic race, which brings all the vintage bikes and they race and there's a sidecar race and, and, and old vintage. The second is the super bikes. Yeah. And the third event was the hill climb which the hill climb they use at one of the mountains and they take their bikes and they try to get to the top of the mountain. And it's pretty cool because the mountain's pretty steep and some people make it to the top and some don't. So you see a lot of flips and a lot of bikes flying down the hill, up and down, upside down, flipping down. It's, but anyway, yeah, no. so none of those events, I, I think there was an event, there was a race event at Loudon with the social distancing. They have enough room there, but all the other events really were kind of canceled down. So I don't know why they just didn't cancel it because usually this takes place in June and it kind of kicks off the season for us up here for, you know, for travel and tourism in August, we really have a lot of our summer people here. So uh, there wasn't a lot of lodging for a lot of the bikers to come. So we had a lot of people drive through, come for the day, drive home, uh, stuff like that. Or if they could find lodging, they came. So we didn't get as many. I don't know what the numbers are. Won't know really until uh, Monday or Tuesday what the numbers were, but I can tell you that. We rode around. It was very desolate as far as bikes go. And it was pretty sad that they just took the money away from these bars and establishments and restaurants that really need the money, especially where they've been closed for two months before when we had the stay at home order. So yeah. I mean, it's just it's just kind of the icing on the cake for these businesses. And some of these businesses aren't going to recover. We may not see some of these businesses next year in bike week. Now, Audrey, you had a good point that you had made earlier about about where where money was going uh yeah like i read on there that um they had like the nonprofit organizations allowed to get money from this event but not vendors that have to support their families feed their kids keep a roof over their heads but you're not you're not saying that nonprofits shouldn't get money out of no no they definitely should get money i mean i I have nothing against that but i mean why why hold it against people who are trying to keep a roof over their own heads correct and yeah and and, and the reason the reason really for the nonprofit is because there's there's several raffles that go on during bike week and um one of them is you know they start in february or march selling tickets for a motorcycle and they they on sunday tomorrow at four o'clock they're going to pick the winner of that raffle so that's kind of a non-profit so they wanted them to be able to be in a location where they could sell their rest of their raffle tickets or whatever but you're right why, why give it to a non-profit i mean why let a non-profit and, and nobody else come 
I mean, you know, well, yeah, like why let, let them have a chance to make some money for their organization when you're trying to make like someone that's trying to, you know, sell anything. They can't sell it and try to keep a roof over their heads, feed themselves, clothe themselves. Yeah, so we can you know? and then they can't even go to like these type of events to, you know, take care of their families. Yeah, right. and I'm sure a lot of these families, you know, they probably have little kids at home. That's their income to keep a roof over their kids' heads and foods in their kids' mouths. And these people, you know, they're they're not allowing vendors to be there. You know, it's even even tied into the Bloomsburg Fair, Bruno, and they just canceled that this year here. And there's over a thousand vendors. When does that when does that take place? That's usually uh, sometime in September. The week okay. week and a half varies. You know, yeah, like the end of September early. into the end, the beginning of October, somewhere okay. around there. We have because we have the sandwich fair. At, and it's Columbus Day weekend, so it's the long weekend for Columbus Day, like Thursday, yeah. Friday, set. And that fair was canceled sometime in April. So they just decided to cancel it in April, and that was it. Not even yeah. thinking that October would be would be easier to be up. And these are outdoor fairs. I mean, yeah. these are these are these are huge. I'm sure that yeah, fair, the, you know, Blooms, the, sure Blooms, the Bloomsburg Fair. The Bloomsburg Fair, it's it's the it's the biggest fair in Pennsylvania every year. It's it's massive. You know, they have rides. They they actually have like right. a like major outdoor entertainment. You know, I'm talking like headline artist stadium. You know, and you've and you've been you've been to that, correct? We've we've been there multiple times. Yes. Okay. So is it is it elbow to elbow people, or is there plenty of room to get around? Uh, oh it, no, it's, it's, it's elbow it, to elbow. This is elbow to elbow. Okay. Yeah. So so then the the potential of of shutting it down was was the real fact that there's no way to control i mean the sandwich fair gets the same way i guess you know the certain venues the tractor pulls the different animals the displays and you know all the stuff that goes on in a fair but i mean to cancel it like way way before you even wait like you know like you said there's a lot of these people haven't been making any money there are people that we that even at bike week we see these people at different events so some the, i you know some of the people that come here go to all almost all the people that vendors come they they go to all the bike events that's their deal so yeah. they go around and they travel you know they travel so many weeks a year and that's that's their income living but even if you weren't going to have the tents and come here they, they they made the bars and restaurants feel very uns uh, they made the bars and fields like they were going to be under scrutiny by sending 23 special agents to come in because they were going to immediately find you they, they they were going to come back again and potentially 30 days then you go to a court hearing after the fine there could be a 30-day suspension after the court hearing so now you're talking about you know and or possibly being shut down during the event so now, bruno three, you're, you know, you're talking uh brick and mortar places yeah, brick and mortar okay. places. I'm sorry. I'm saying I'm sorry. Yes. So get like I'm just saying, even if you weren't going to bring the vendors, the, the 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 restaurants and places that the bikers would go, these places shut down. Like the broken the broken spoke saloon has a location in Laconia, and mm -hmm. they use it really only on Bike Week. I mean, they do re they do rent it out. Somebody leases it, so they do use it sometimes all year round. It hasn't been open this year because of COVID. No one really came to lease it, but they were hoping that bike week, they would have a big event and they would pay for the rent, pay the taxes to what they had to do there. But that the boot Hill saloon, these are, these are big venues that are everywhere. You know, these are venues that are everywhere. Um, you know, look the Sturgis and, and, you know, so these guys go to all different places. So we want to, you know, want to make sure that everybody, understood and a lot of people that coming didn't understand that there were no vendors because it was kind of kept quiet 
Uh, I think they wanted the bikers to come, but they didn't really give them. Some people, I ran into a bunch of people like, what's going on? Why is the broken spoke shut? Why aren't they there? Why is there no mute? Why is there no beer tent? I said, because they decided that because of COVID that this was going to happen. So these are people that came out of state that got reservations when they knew that the bike week was changing from June to August. And they got they got reservations in and they were all excited to come and to find out that there are no vendors around. Yeah. Uh, and, and the restaurants were limited. Restaurants and bars were very limited in the area. That's so. a, that that's that's a bummer, too, you know, especially for, you know, for like like we said earlier, for all those small businesses and, you know, their families. It's like that's that's a hard hit. You know, I, I, uh, I, I, I worked for somebody that has a brick and mortar business that would go to the Bloomsburg Fair. I worked for somebody that had a stand there. And that was literally like. At, at at least three quarters of their yearly income was the Bloomsburg Fair Week for the whole year. That was three quarters of their income. That's what kept their business afloat, you know. And uh, yeah, yeah. I'm 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 more than sure he's going to have a very very hard time keeping his business open this year. Well, that's that's what I'm I'm worried about here. I mean, the, this 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 outcome, you know, this COVID. I mean, we're going to be talking about COVID for many many years because. Right now in the state of New Hampshire, um, supposedly, and I've read this in a business magazine, so I'm assuming it's true, but there's been 360 businesses that have closed their doors, not just closed their door um, because of COVID. I mean, gone out of business, have to close their doors, cannot run their business. Yeah. Well, this yeah, is where it comes down to everything's going to be turning virtual, literally everything down to stores, which is already almost there down to your money there's not going to be cash correct i mean there's just like i said some of these you know these big venues in laconia like i said the boot hill saloon the broken spoke um you know various other places they they bank on that one week in june for the couple of hundred thousand bikers that come through to give, give them half a year's salary and the rest of the year is, 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 you know, is normal, you know, our, our summer tourists. Cause when winter comes here, we have a little bit of winter, winter activities that go on near the lake, but we're, we're not to full population and we're not crowded. Same as probably like the Poconos. Once the snow hits the Poconos, you get a few skiers, maybe some snowmobilers, but you don't have the full crowds of the summertime, you know, the, of no. the fall and summer. Well, I know in uh, in our area, uh, there's a resort. It's called Eagle Rock, and they see a ton of business, especially through the winter. Yeah, you know they, they yeah, see that resort. That, that resort has all kinds of activities indoors, outdoors. Correct. Yeah, so. yeah. Most most well, I, if I'm mistaken, I think a year or two they actually shut down their ski resort. But that 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 used to be what they were known for was their ski resort. Right. But they now do gambling. They do. They have the water park, and don't they have all kinds of stuff going on there now is that to, to keep uh, themselves that i'm not sure eagle rock is that they're actually at their core they're a gated community yep. yeah it's a housing development uh oh, sort housing? Of deal. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah like they have like a their own uh swimming beach area i think they have i don't know if they have tennis courts or anything like that i'm pretty yeah. sure they do they have tons of shit probably <laughs> yeah they <laughs> have places probably like that do going on. and very very uh poorly made buildings <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know a lot of very unhappy people because they built. They built. Um, is that because they built real fast and cheap to get it to get it going? Pretty much. Pretty much. And then, and then they charge. You know, they'll charge. They'll charge you for a lot for nothing. <laughs> ah, <interesting. laughs> 
So, yeah. but that's really about the nutshell of Laconia. It's just the fact that I just, you know, I, I just am surprised that the, the backlash, there was a lot of, I, I should say that there was a lot of, um, editorials in the paper for people that really didn't want it to happen, um, you know, with the COVID and they think the bikers are going to bring the, you know, this and that, uh, you, know, you know, so I just, I don't know. It's it just, it's the fact that this COVID really, really is hitting hard and hopefully businesses, these businesses will be back and will be around next year and we'll see what happens. But uh, I just, I wanted to talk about it. I didn't think it was fair that, you know, and then they put the fear in God, the, the people that wanted to stay open, that would control CDC guidelines. They just felt that they didn't want to be scrutinized. Or if they make one little mistake or somebody's standing, you know, people, people in restaurants and bars, they're not really confronting people that aren't wearing masks. I don't think no, they're, they're told well, not they, to confront. Yeah, they were, they were told to stand down, if I, rem- if I recall correct. correctly from what I read. Right. I mean, you know, I I know a couple of restaurateurs and they, you know, they stayed open, but they're out in the outskirts and they said the same thing. They're not if somebody's walking through the door without a mask, they're not telling them they can't serve them. They're going to sit them down quickly, get them seated, get them situated and, you know, get them served, get them out the door because they're not going to turn. There's no sense of having a confrontation with somebody because you have no idea that person. First of all, that person have a health condition that doesn't want them to wear a mask. Yeah. And second of all, they could be some type of nut job that's going to disrupt your business or, you know, or, or cause you a problem. So, well, it's like yeah. with my son, Jason, he, he's autistic. He's not going to keep a mask on. Yeah, for, not, <laughs> there's exactly. no way. I mean, even like going back to school and everything, he's not going to keep it on. No way. Like, I mean, he'll keep it on for a little bit. But yeah. that's not, it's not going to last at yeah, all. You got to, you got a little, little bit out of him and then he go, yeah, he's done with it. Yeah. yeah. T- talk, talking about that, the, uh, bon, uh, Bonnie, uh, Scalisi, she does the show with, uh, Mandy Jones, the, uh, wildflowers, her, she has two autistic sons, or, you know, t- older, older kids. Yeah. And she was training them with, with treats to try to keep the mask on like five and they were older. And because she can't bring them anywhere and she needs, you know, if she goes shopping, she needs to bring, she doesn't have, especially where there was no programs during this COVID, she needed to bring them places. And in order to yeah. bring them places, they have to wear their mask in New York and Long Island. Yeah, so see, that's like who, she was that's... training them. She was trying to train them to keep it on and she put it on for a minute and then had them take it off and, you know, then five minutes and she tried 10 minutes. So she did a segment of this on, on you know, and, and, and I, I don't know how it worked. And maybe at some time we should have her on to talk about her and you guys can talk about your child and, and, and you know, we could do a segment on autism because I think we sh- people should be aware. Yeah, I mean, especially it seems like it's because it's either becoming more prevalent or a lot more people are just starting to recognize it. But have you noticed how many how many, you know, parents of autistic kids you, you hear about now? Yeah, exactly. so I, I don't I don't know if it's just becoming more prevalent in society or if more people are just kind of figuring out what it is. I well, think- with me, I, I didn't know what autism was until I found out my son had it. I right. had no idea what it was. And, and sometimes you don't, and you don't find out right away because as, as the baby's growing, you have no idea, you know, as from what I understand, you, you really don't know. And I don't know what the actual age is. Like I said, we could do a, a story on that. because how, how, old, how old was he when you found out? Um, with Jason, he was, well, he had issues when he was about one, like he didn't start wanting to walk until he was one. I had to hold him up in grass 
the sensory from the grass, he could not touch it. Interesting. So if you stood him up in the grass, he refused to fall. <laughs> so he, he, that's how I taught him to walk. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Like uh, uh, after that, it was really like he didn't hit the milestones. I guess it was around, you know, like they start babbling. He didn't really do that. He started yeah. doing the the humming and making noises. But um, so I'm, I'm assuming that's around like one, two, you know, like they start doing the babbling portion with Jason. Yeah. He didn't. Yeah. So like, that's when I was kind of like, yeah, he's just, you know, a little later than some. Yeah. But no, he didn't talk until he was five. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's lighten the conversation up a little bit. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Uh, let's, let's, uh, Audrey, tell us about the uh, things that people are guilty of secretly doing. We'll see okay. how many, well, so let's see how many we could relate to here. <laughs> well, I know, Ryan, that you are going to relate to a, quite a bit of them, <laughs> <laughs> even if you admit it or not. I'll probably call them out on it. Lay them on us. All right. Number one is turning down the music in your car to see better. <laughs> Anybody going to fess up to that one? I normally turn mine up. <laughs> I don't drive, so I can't, I can't if really. You, if you turn it up, you won't hear, you won't hear it if you run it over. <laughs> <laughs> I turn mine down. I'm guilty. Well, yeah, well why, what makes people think that they can actually see better if they turn, like. Okay, so. It's concentration. I was going to say my, my guess on that. Uh, would would be uh, you know you know when you have somebody and they go deaf but their eyesight will improve yeah it, it's probably a, it's probably something of a sensory overload that's when you turn it down pretty I guess pretty much what you said concentration yeah, yeah I, I think, that, I think that, it brings, kind of it brings your focus back in I, I'm assuming um, yeah especially if you're I, I could see people doing that when they're confused I probably have done that if I'm looking for somewhere. And I'm trying to figure out where I'm going before you had GPS and your phones and all this other stuff. Yeah. I might have done that where I've tried to concentrate and, you know. But. Yeah, that's, that's in the morning. I wish I had a volume knob on my brain so I could figure out my way downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> well, like when I, when I, w I had my permit and everything, like if I had the music blaring, I was fine. I can, you know, I, I didn't have to turn the music down or anything. But if the kids were in the back seat, I'm like... God, be quiet. I need to see where the heck I'm going. <laughs> so, but otherwise, like, yeah, the music can be blaring. I can be singing on the top of my lungs type of deal, and I I'm good. Right. But the kids were in the back. They're, you know, being loud, punching each other or something, and then I'm, like, yelling at them that, 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 no, that couldn't happen. See, I would have been the smart-ass kid with the music loud that would go, what? <laughs> over and over. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. All right, what else do you got? All right. Uh, number two is searching for your phone when it is right in front of you or right in your hand. I've done that. I can't find my phone. Yes. Me either. <laughs> Me either. Especially when it's in my, you know, it's in your, it's in your pocket. You're running around checking everywhere and you don't check yourself. I do that a lot with my wallet. I well, always yes, do that. With my, phone can be the same. I've yeah. done it with hats. I've done it with hats already where I was wearing a hat and then I ran around looking for my hat. I'll do that with anything. Just like, I'll just have me. something I'm cooking and I need the wooden spoon. I'm like, where the hell did I just lay that wooden spoon? I'm looking around and it's right there. And it's right probably there. the same with glasses. People do that with glasses. They could be up on top of their head. They're running everywhere. That's like the, the only thing I never did that with was my glasses. 
I just never, lose the I just lose them outright. I, I don't yeah. have them on and forget. Well, if you have to wear them all the time, so if you if you're totally blind taking them off, the chances are you don't put them up on your head. It's the people that have like those transitions where they're not really ready for glasses yet. Yeah. But the, yeah, those are the ones that they you know that when you really need them to read something, they're trying to figure out that's up on top of their head. Well, yeah, I'll, like wake, the I'll, wake, I'll wake I'll wake up in the morning and just figure that everything's foggy because I'm half out of it yet and forget <laughs> that I don't have them on. <laughs> I uh, I almost left I almost left the house for work the one day without wearing them. Really? Well, yeah, yeah really, like, but you're blind as a bat without them. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was a bad morning. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with so. that. <laughs> cool. Okay, so number three, carrying way too many grocery bags to avoid making another trip. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, a, I'm, I'm one of those ones. I hate that. I just, I got to do one trip, especially when you're going up and down stairs. Yeah, like we have the garage. So like we, we park in and we go through the uh, basement to walk up. Yeah, I have and the same setup. <laughs> I, it, like I have the shoulder issues and everything with my ligaments. So like I'm I'm putting bags all the way up my arm and Ryan's like taking them off of me. <laughs> and we have a new, we, well, we have a good system worked out now because I'll pull everything out of the car. And in the way our steps are going up, uh, going upstairs from the basement. I can like lay all the gallons almost all the way on the top of the stairs and the kids will come over and grab everything. Grab it. And then and then Audrey will put them away upstairs. So we have we have, we have a good system now, but for those first couple months. Oh yeah, yeah. We had no idea what the hell we were doing. It was nuts. And then on top of that, we're like free labor with the kids. <laughs> Nancy said she she loses her glasses. She uh, she hangs them on her shirt collar and she's walking around looking for them. Right, right. That's oh yeah, yeah. One. That's another one. People hang that's them on the their shirts one. and everything. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All right. What else he got for us? Taking a break from social media on your phone just to look at it on your computer. Mm. Raise your hand. Both your hands up, Brian. <laughs> both of them. <laughs> it's either that or vice versa. You're on the computer and you're like, "Oh, well, I got a text message. I'll check that." You check your text message and then you're like, "Facebook." And then you can even still have it up on your computer. I'm so bad with it that I have Facebook on my phone twice. Twice? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Samsung phones let you have it on twice. Wow, I need to figure that one out. Uh, if you go into dual messenger in your settings, I, I actually have both my Facebook accounts, this one, and then the one I'm going to be using on the show. I have both of them on my phone. Oh, if I have to create another account for that, forget it. I, I'm going to forget the password. Well, no, no, you could you could put your same account on twice, but that's kind of redundant, isn't it? Well, I suppose, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to create a different account because that would number one, that would be screwy. I wouldn't know which account I'm supposed to be on. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to keep up with that. That's too much for me. Well, there's a little yeah. symbol on the corner of the screen, no matter you know if it's open or not, that lets you know that it's a different Facebook account. Oh, I'll let you know. Okay. Yeah, but I, yeah, if I'm just scrolling through Facebook or something, I'm like, oh, I think I'm on my normal account. Nancy said we need a lift for the groceries. Yeah. That would be sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dumb next, next project, install elevator. <laughs> we have that perfectly good closet space that we were going to like turn into a pantry that we're not now because we have one in the basement. We could just put an elevator in there. Yes. We could. I don't think there's a lot of room in there, though. That's fine. It's just groceries. <laughs> Yeah, just for the groceries. Yep. We'll get a dumb waiter. There you go. We'll get one of those. All right. So, number five, uh, 
speaking of elevator, hitting the elevator button more than once to get to the floor you want faster. <laughs> Wait, I'm sure everybody you, does that. Everybody you even see it in movies, like someone's like, oh crap, the, the really hot guy that I'm trying to avoid is coming, push the button 500 times. And it, what does it do? <laughs> it just makes you feel like you're doing it gives something. You, it gives you gratification. <laughs> well, I'm right. impatient, but I don't even do that. Right. I push it once, and then if I don't think I hit the button right or whatever, I push it twice, and that's as far as it goes. Yeah, and, yeah you got to push it. You got to push it. You that's that's why it never works for you. You only press it twice. You got to press it about <laughs> fifty times first. And I, I was told by an elevator guy that it, it, once you hit it once, it doesn't really make a difference. It's coming no matter what. It's however long it takes. It takes. <laughs> I guess it makes you feel like you're doing something to like, you know, you're trying to get out of there as fast as you can. You want to get, you know, to wherever you want to go, or you're trying to avoid that one person from coming on the elevator with you. Right. So in you're just mind, like, I'm doing something. In your mind, you think by hitting it so many times that it's going to work for you. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's, that's the only thing I can think of. I, that's, I, like a, that's like when people get pissed off on a cell phone and they're trying to end a call and they keep pressing the end <laughs> button over and over. Well, that's one thing I miss from like the regular telephones, happen. like slamming them down when you're pissed off and you're hanging up on someone. Instead, you're going bam on your phone, breaking your screen. Breaking the front of the screen. All the flip right. phones were fun to do that with too, because you could <laughs> <Yeah>. really like, <laughs> yeah, the, you yeah, could you yeah, could yeah, really yeah. get into closing those and the turning them off. Phone, you could slam shut. <laughs> but I made the mistake of uh, I had my I guess I it was a it was a Motorola Razor. And there was a setting in them to not hang up when you close the phone. Correct. Okay. Well, I had I had done that, and I forget who I I don't even remember who I was on the phone with, and I slammed it to hang up, put the phone down, and started talking shit about them. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, I then I remembered about thirty seconds later that 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 wasn't how it worked anymore because I changed it. That's almost as bad as forgetting to not hang up and leaving somebody a voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're just like, oh, you fucking bastard. You didn't answer the phone. And Nancy's, then uh, Nancy's nephew works on elevators. Oh, that's cool. Nancy, <laughs> can you have him please uh, design a button that makes the elevator get to you faster when you press it over and over? Tell him to start like a Kickstarter or a GoFundMe. He'd probably raise millions. <laughs> right? <laughs> Oh, All right. right, moving on to number six. Uh, looking at something that you don't want at a store because someone is standing in front of what you really want to look at. I usually just well now with COVID I don't go anywhere near. But if I just if I just reach right in and the, you know I guess maybe that's kind of arrogant. But if I'm in the grocery <laughs> store and somebody's in front. Why is somebody in front of the soup aisle reading all the soups when you know you're going in there for certain specific soups, right? Well, well, I, I would imagine dietary restrictions, so yeah. they're looking to see how much no, no, no. sodium's in. Under, under COVID restrictions, I would wait. What I'm saying is, on a general thing, if this was not COVID, and there's somebody standing in front of the chip aisle, or they're standing in front of whatever, and I need something, I'm just reaching in and grabbing the what I want and going. <laughs> no, I do that because I mean. I, I don't like to feel rushed. I mean, if I'm actually looking at something that I want to look at, I don't want people being like, move, get the hell out of my way. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm not moving. I'm doing what I want to do. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a conflicty kind of person. 
<laughs> so I, I don't, I won't stand there and pretend to look at something, but I'll just like kind of go back to it later. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I don't, because some, some people really are looking at like dietary restrictions. I mean, if it's somebody deciding what fucking flavor of Oreos they want, I'll plow their asses <laughs> over. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. For me though, I, I, I just, I, I am also socially awkward. So it's not like, I'm not going to walk up to somebody and be like, Hey, I kind of want the soup. That's right next to your soup. Can I have it? <laughs> like, you can always ask them if uh, it's. Where'd you find out? Say, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's some bad shit in that. <laughs> That's a good idea. There's something on the label I should know about. Yeah, exactly. Or just or just start taking it out. I want that one. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for grabbing that for me. <laughs> exactly. Are you gonna put my soup down? I want it. <laughs> and then you could you could pull a soup Nazi and tell them soup's not a meal and no soup for you. <laughs> no soup for you. <laughs> Soup Nazi. We should do it. We should do an episode on ninety sitcoms. Yeah, we should. Ninety yeah. sitcoms. Yeah, definitely. Friends, Seinfeld, all of them, yeah. all those with classics. Yes. All right. What else you got for us? All right, number seven: dancing around while doing household chores when you're alone. Mm. I think most girls are really more guilty of this. Yeah. Probably. I mean, and if guys are saying no and they actually, you know, th there's a lot of guys that probably do it too. They're just, you know, no, I don't they're do that. Doing, they're doing hip thrusting and party boy <laughs> dancing. As, as they're vacuuming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you see the, uh, did you ever see the guy on the, on, it was on Chappelle show. It was a, a skit from this Chappelle show. And it was the, it, it was an African-American guy mowing a lawn. To his side, the song's ass and titties, and he's dancing behind. Oh my god, it's hilarious! I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I yeah. think you showed me that one. I did show you that one, and you were like, What the fuck are you showing me? <laughs> when I imagine a guy dancing inside of a house doing household chores, that's what I imagine him doing. <laughs> but I think I honestly think most girls are more guilty of doing this. I would, I would agree. Yeah, so I, I even do it. Nancy dances. I need to work in retail. No, I don't like people. Nancy's a dancer. <laughs> okay. Um, number eight. Looking in your shower to check for serial killers when you enter a bathroom. Mm, I've never done that. I used to do that a lot when I was younger because I, was, I, I still am paranoid, but... Yeah, like you'd walk into someone's bathroom, like you think, you know, you're going to sit down, take a crap, and like somebody's going to jump out of the shower and scare you where you fall <laughs> off the toilet and start shitting everywhere. Now she just has to check for me. <laughs> okay. Hello, Clarice. <laughs> yeah, but I, I also think that's more of a girl thing. Probably. I mean, especially if you're in, you're in somebody's house that you like, you've never been in their house before and you're kind of weird about it. Yeah, I mean, you never, you never, you never know what one of your friends might be a serial killer. Exactly. <laughs> the hashtag yeah. serial killer awareness. Hey, you could have been an axe murderer when I met you. <laughs> uh, that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely is. Okay, number nine: checking your symptoms online and convincing yourself that you are going to die. <laughs> I don't even want to know, so I wouldn't even. I don't even check my symptoms. Probably once or twice for me, and then I wise the fuck up. Exactly. And went, no, I just stubbed my toe. That's just like people putting out on the internet the question. Uh, you know, I'm I'm asking for a friend. 
<laughs> what's the what's the term for that hypochondriac that, that convinces themselves that there's yes. something more wrong for them than really than there really is? Well, they I, always, no hypochondriac is usually somebody that completely complains about. Yeah, they they're just always constantly having something wrong. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I I knew somebody that had had that problem, but with their kid. And they were always convinced that there was like a major, major problem wrong with their kid. And I, I know, I know this person for a very, very long time. I'm not going to put any names out, yeah, but yeah. For, for for the longest time, you know, his his mom thought that you know, well, you have a brain tumor, you you have this. It, it, it was bad. It was bad, and it would end up being something stupid that was you know. But she was, she was convinced. One of those things is, is like you say, you start getting symptoms of whatever, you know, and you go and you look it up and there's like 15 different, like minor things that can be wrong with you. But you see that one, like there's cancer or, you know, whatever. And you automatically go, oh no. And then you start panicking on just that one, even though it could be the most minorest thing in the world that will go away on its own in 24 hours. Right. So like it, it, people go and start getting all worked up over nothing, and my temperature's up. I have COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, I mean you get yeah, off. You, know, you <laughs> cough right now. If your temperature's up, if you cough, if you have a sore throat, you're automatically like, oh my god. I, god. I love I love some of the memes going around where it like shows the guy coughing and like a guy just like getting ready to shoot him. <laughs> Did you see the one where the kid walks in the door and he coughs and his dog comes running to him and he coughs and the dog just gives him the. <laughs> yeah yeah i saw that one i saw that one all bug eyed like why it's funny because i know so many people that take offense to those memes and it's like man it's 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 kind of just busting balls at people that are hypochondriacs it's not like you know knocking anything else besides that well like imagine that like you you just kind of you know you have a random cough you breathe in weird or you swallow and you, you have to cough and you're just like you're like i can't do this in public there are people that uh, they're friends of mine that said that they've like I'm afraid to cough in public and, you know, I don't want somebody to come and punch me out or think that I'm. <laughs> and the sad part is, is that happened. That yeah. shit happened at the I start know. of all this where somebody would call. There was, a, I, I read an article. It was probably in May, April or May where a, a kid coughed in a parking lot and he got the shit kicked out of him. It's like, dude. So it's like, I have smokers cough because I smoke and it's just like you go out anywhere and you end up having to cough and you're like, I have to hold this in as long as possible. Right. You either hold it in or you make it sound as horrific as possible so people stay away from you. <laughs> right. right. All right. So how many, more, is, how many how many more do you have for us? There's one more. Okay. Let's hear it. All right. So number 10 is buying a bunch of shirts, but only wearing two of them. Ryan, raise your hand on that. <laughs> Hey, some just fit better than others. Hey, I wear more of your shirts than you do. Just saying. Well, yeah, I wear the ones that fit good. <laughs> I do that with t-shirts. I just buy a lot of t-shirts. That's that's how I am. That's what he does. But regular shirts, I, I I wear my regular business shirts all the time. But in my yeah, I, mean, I can buy a bunch of t-shirts and only wear like a handful. That I wear them out is what I try to do. I yeah, in my in my defense, the shirts out. I mostly wear are my work shirts. Yeah. Those and, I understand, but the thing is, is like you have like three million other T-shirts. Well, yeah, I'm saving them for the right time. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're gonna save them for you know your funeral and you know your your wedding day and 
yeah. kids' graduation because <laughs> those are appropriate things to wear on all the right. occasions. Right. Absolutely. But it's like, why not get rid of them? I mean, like, even like because more they than fit. three times and they're sitting there in the drawer. It's kind of a pet peeve. I, I do it too, but I mean, I'm starting to get rid of stuff. Well, just don't get rid of my stuff. I have holy, I have holy undershirts, and my parents get pissed off when they see. You know, I'll go there and take off my. I'll take my. I'll drive down like on a Tuesday, and I'll take my shirt off, and I have all the. It's, and I go, but these are the most comfortable t-shirts, and my parents just look at me. And they They're go, broken in like fine Christ, wine. You can't buy t-shirts. They're broken in like fine wine. <laughs> exactly. That's what I tell them. And then yeah, I got it right. And shakes, I... my father just shakes his head. And he just can't believe it. That's like, how she is with me with the wife beaters. And they'll get holes in them. And she's like, you got to throw that out when you're I go all like, mommy mode. I go like, yeah. mommy mode. I'm yeah, just like, oh, okay. And then they start with it. The, then they start with, what if you're in an accident? I'm like, who gives a shit? They're going to cut that. If, if something happens to the upper body, they're going to be cutting that frigging thing off anyway. No, yeah, rather, well, that's I'd, what I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather more about what you're wearing under your clothes compared to the raggedy t-shirt you're wearing. I'd, on, on I'd rather, I'd rather them cut the old raggedy t-shirt than a nicer one. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> well, that's what your work shirts are. Your raggedy t-shirts. Hmm. Actually, they're probably in better shape than some of the t-shirts that I have that I kept. Yeah, and it's kind of funny because the ones that are raggedy that you barely ever wear, those are the ones I end up wearing. But yeah, that, that's like even like uh, your socks. You have like some people have like the the socks are like they'll have holes. And the, yeah, they're, have a, they're have, nice. It's just I like, have a heavy. I guess I have a heavy heel because. I wear them right out at the heel for whatever reason. Yeah, mine wears out at the balls of my feet. I'll always wear them out there. Yep, yep, so. Yeah, so that's when I go and I throw, like, his socks he doesn't care about, but his T-shirts. <laughs> it's yes. the T-shirts. The socks, I could be like, I threw every single one of your socks out today. But okay. Well, I'm a, I, I'm a guy. Socks are socks. Yeah. <laughs> I throw out one T-shirt, and it's the end of the world. There's yeah, no yeah. more t-shirts in the world for him to buy. <laughs> My wife has to, I've yelled at her. She has to show me because she'll do the same thing. She'll see one that has a couple of little, you know, looks like little moth holes or something. So she'll be, she want to cut it up and use it for a household rag to mop and to dust and stuff. And I'm like, no, no, that's my best shirt. She goes, no, Bruno, have all these little holes. <laughs> Bruno, uh, Nancy wants to know how many rally t-shirts you have. Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> I probably have hundreds Oh God! See, I'm not so bad. I probably, you know, it's funny because this year I didn't even buy. I I didn't buy one this year. I went down to the. We drove through the Wears where they have the rally, where they're supposed to have the rally, and uh, they did have the rally headquarters. And I only bought a pin, so I have pins for the. I'm gonna say I've been coming here for. I've been coming to fifty. I've been coming fifty years. I'm fifty eight. 59. So I've been coming here nine. I was coming here nine years old with, with, with relatives as a young kid coming up. So I've right. been coming to the rally for 50 something years, riding my bike for 40 something of that years, probably when I first got my license at 16. So whatever that calculates out to. All right. So we have uh, one more topic tonight and we're, we're discussing something that's, it's pretty pretty interesting. We're we're discussing adrenaline. Uh, now we're we're gonna kind of go a little bit into people who are adrenaline junkies. Uh, it right down to different uh, different different activities that would actually be fun 
for people that are adrenaline junkies or just people that like, you know, high risk fun in general. I believe I sent uh, I sent Bruno all the links and all the things we were looking at. Audrey, you want to you want to kind of lead us off on this one? Uh, yeah. Um, a lot of people are dumb. <laughs> That's how I see it. Um, I hate like roller coasters. I probably will never ever bungee jump or you know I, I'll probably never go rock climbing or anything like that because. Honestly, I get nervous in a car. I have anxiety. Like if somebody slams the brakes on in the car, it's the same effect for me. And that's all you need to do for me. And then I'm out. I'm done. Um, but for some people, like they have to keep doing this type of stuff where they have to feel the whole adrenaline deal going on. And I, I don't under I honestly don't understand it because I hate the feeling. Like I won't go and decided you know there was like bungee jumping and paragliding and i probably will never do any of those things it's like I, i'd rather have a heart attack and fall over than do any of these things because if i did it, i probably would well it's strange that it's strange that because the term adrenaline is a hormone secreted by the adrenal glands especially in conditions of stress increasing Rates of blood circulation, breathing, car car carbohydrate, metabolism, and preparing muscles for exertion. So it's kind of funny that I guess. So, how did the term adrenaline junkie come from? Because it's you know, it, it, I, I guess it's stress. But somebody that is going to jump off, somebody's going to bungee jump, is not stressed. They're jumping because they want it and they love the rush of it. So. <laughs> Well, I guess it's like the stress, like, I mean, like internally, like you, you get that like stomach feeling, like, I guess right. it's called butterflies or whatever you want to call it when you're like, you know, say you're up really, really high and you're looking down and you're like, oh crap. Like, as I said to me, that's just like, if you slam it, like I was in a car accident when I was, I guess it was 14 or 15 with mm -hmm. one of my ex-boyfriends at the time. And Ever since then, like I get anxiety issues when I'm in the car, which is pretty much the same yeah. deal, you know, yeah. if other I'm going to yeah. jump off a building or something. So what? what is another word for adrenaline? Caffeine, morphine, anxiety, and stress. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, so it's like I, I, can't, I, I can't stand, you know, feeling like that. So like to me, being an adrenaline junkie is just like how could you like – I guess just to me that I, I don't understand how somebody could like that feeling. Well, that's the thing is obviously, like I said, I don't think that they really feel the feeling. I think somebody that bungee jumps, just bungee jumps. Somebody that comes out of a plane, just jumps out of a plane. I don't think they're thinking of the effect, the effect on their bodies, obviously not, not, not a bother to them because if it would be, then they wouldn't be doing it probably. It's just weird. It's kind of like I said. How did the how did that adrenaline? How you know who came up with the term adrenaline junkie? Um. Well, with that whole thing, it's just like it, it. It kind of activates a fight or flight feature, like kind of in your body. So like the kidneys release all that, and it, it like um, if I'm correct, it like uh, expands your lungs and everything, so that you have more of a capability. Like it gives more blood to your more vital organs, right? So that you are able to 
fight or flight, you know, that kind right. of deal. Like right. if you're going to run away, you have, you have more ability to run away. Um, or if you're going to fight it out, then, you know, you, you're still able to do that too. But, um, but it also does, uh, the opposite on your veins. It constricts your veins so that more of the blood flow is going to your more vital organs. It kind of cuts off, not fully, but it, like it slows down your blood flow to the rest of your body. Right. So like your heart, your lungs, etc. get that extra blood flow so that you can do the fight or flight thing. Right. So, the, right. Adrenaline can, right. Adrenaline comes in all different. Ryan's taking a bathroom break. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, know. That's if, how I, I he gets his adrenaline. I don't, going. I don't know if everybody was supposed to know that, if that was in, that was inter office stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, too late now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it's, how he's getting amazing. his adrenaline it, rush it, going. It, he's going to the bathroom. So it's amazing to, to think I've never bungee jumped in. I mean, I've ridden roller coasters before. I can't do it now with the, with the, you know, my blood pressure and taking some of the medications that I take because I can get dizzy pretty easy. But, um, you know, I, I don't think when I was riding roller coasters in the early days that I really felt anything different. You know, so what, what was coming out, you know what I mean? What was coming, maybe that, that when, when you did that free fall, maybe that's when the adrenaline hit. I don't know, but it's something you don't think about. Yeah. Like for me, it's like, I won't, I won't go on a roller coaster. Forget it. Even as a kid, forget it. Not happening. Like my daughter wanted to go on the kitty coaster. It's like, I'm not even doing that. That thing goes like what? Five miles an hour. <laughs> I'm not going on that. It's, it's uh, a little more than five. <laughs> okay six even if it was I, uh, I, I was i was rolling some pictures through for our viewers to watch of uh people skydiving and, uh, and a couple couple pictures of what adrenaline actually is which is carbon nine hydrogen 13 nitrogen oxygen three so it's it's definitely it's a it's a complex chemical that's that your yeah, body that's, that's yeah. your adrenaline glands provide right now, I'm not. I'm not sure if you're able to see the one graphic that I put up. It's uh, effects of adrenaline on the body, and it affects hearing and vision. It affects your lungs, your heart, your liver, your sweat glands, your pain receptors. It has an altered immune system response. It alters your muscles, uh, decreased clot time, increased metabolic rate, and it affects your digestive system uh, as far as uh, decreased digest, uh, digestive activity and decreased salvation. They're the effects of adrenaline on the body. I had that posted up. I'm not sure if you guys could see it in the back office scenario here, uh, but yeah, I know we can, our, we can. I can see that you put it up on my phone, but I can't. See, we can't see it on the back office. I don't know. Okay, you have to put one of us down and put it up on. The I, I I I put myself down and put it up there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like I can see it right now, but it is a little small. But yeah, well, I I put it up so our so our viewers were able to able to see it. Uh, Nancy said she can do. Uh, She'll do inside roller coasters, and uh, let's see. Uh, Nancy says she does fly on an airplane, uh, but her son said he'd rather jump out of a plane. No thanks. Uh, <laughs> no thanks. She said that he missed. Oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh. I, I was I was taking a bathroom break, Audrey. Where, whereabouts are you as far as uh, the content you had pulled aside for this? Uh, did you hit the links yet? 
Uh, no, we didn't really get into the links too much. I okay. pretty much no, said we that kind of... I'm not doing roller coasters and F that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, I, I, love her. I love roller coasters. I think I, did, I, I see did, any I did like as a young I did younger, but not not I can't do I can't do them now. So it's like my mom took my son on a roller coaster and I'm standing there freaking out. <laughs> like <laughs> that was enough for me. Like that that's how I felt on the roller coaster and I wasn't even on it. My I heart sank. Okay, now you have a list here. Uh, I guess it's 15 things that all adrenaline junkies should do in their lifetime. By the way, I did look up to see where the uh, adrenaline junkie uh, term was coined, and I actually couldn't find it on a quick search, at least. Interesting. So uh, I'll, I'll look into that a little more, Audrey, if you want to go over the uh, the 15 things all adrenaline junkies should do in their lifetime. And that could just be fun for, for anybody that just likes to have a good rush every once in a while, too. Uh, if you want to kind of go over that quick, I'll see if I could find out where the hell this term was coined. Okay, loading it up if my phone decides it wants to. Okay. Okay. Okay, so uh, you can go paragliding in Switzerland. Yeah. Um, yeah, like it says the city, I cannot pronounce half of these cities. And I don't think I'm going to attempt to actually say them because it's 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 going to be bad. Okay, the I'll, one I'll the one <laughs> the one in Switzerland is Interlaken. Inter Interlaken. Interlaken. I can't say that. Uh, it's a. I just sold a house on Interlaken. Really, that's pretty neat. Yeah, <laughs> that's the name of a street in my neighborhood. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> well, because it's all Swiss. We have. I, I live in kind of a in a community that was that was uh, brought up in the uh, Swiss culture. So they were like Swiss, you know, homes and stuff like that. But now it's all kinds of homes. That's actually pretty interesting. Uh, yeah. Around here, it's mostly uh, well, the, uh, the town we used to live in. Uh, it was a lot of presidents' names, tree names, uh, a, lot, a lot of trees that were like native to our area, like oak, yeah. maple, yeah. Uh, yeah. poplar. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Audrey. <laughs> All right. So um, the second one on the list would be uh, become weightless in uh, Virginia. Um, correct. That's the one that's it's a, like a space kind of deal. Well, uh, yeah. 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 It's you. a space adventures. Is, yeah, is, is, yeah. Is, it, is it in a building? Because you could do zero. A friend of mine used to work for NASA and he would do tests in zero gravity. And some of the tests were done in rotating rooms. And then sometimes they would have to go up in planes and they do the zero gravity dives. So you go up, you get up to a certain altitude and then the plane does a, a dive. Yeah, that's for, what this is, I think. For certain, exactly. For a certain time, you become you become zero gravity. It's kind of it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, from, you'll board specifically modified Boeing seven twenty seven. So I'm assuming that's a plane. That's yeah. the same thing that he was doing. He was bringing. That's exactly they would they were taking tests to do that. And the reason they were doing that is they, they I guess he he was doing that because they were looking at the fact: can people live in Mars? Can people live on the space? Can people live on the moon? So that's what they were doing tests for. Yeah, it says once in the air, the plane dips and arcs its way to a weightless environment through movements called parabolas. I can I don't know how to say half of these things. So if I say it ridiculous, have fun laughing. 
Um, Bolus means they're going to be going up and down, up and down. That's what well, yeah. Ooh, yeah. I I kind of figured I just can't say the word. <laughs> I I can barely talk as it is, and then they throw big words at me. It's like how yeah. how dare you? <laughs> but that's interesting that people can actually go and join and do that. I mean, people can pay to do that. That's interesting. Yeah, like uh, for each of these things, I do have links. Uh, Yep. with Ryan. Ryan has them. So I don't know if he's going to post them in the comments after or during or whatnot. So like these are websites that I've checked to make sure that each one actually works, that works. it's not just like right. a spam site. Um, but yeah, like this, it gives you more information about where they're located. What I, what I think I might actually do with all those links, I think I may actually, I believe on our group page, we can add like a notes section. Uh, what I may do is I may post them all in there and kind of figure out a way to tag it to coordinate with this podcast, like with this episode. Okay, yeah, that'd probably be a good thing to do it that way. But yeah, like, like I don't even know how much that would cost. I would assume a pretty penny. I would think that would cost a lot of money to go up in a plane like that. Absolutely, I would. Yeah, say that's, I would say that that is correct. Just like I, I, I wouldn't want to do that though. That's as bad as slamming on the brakes in a car. Forget it. <laughs> I would, I would totally, and and I'm not big. I, I don't think I would ever be able to fly on an airplane. And I, I've, I've said this to Audrey before. I don't think I'd be able to fly in an airplane. But you put me on a space shuttle. I'm, I, sign me up. Doesn't I would, I would, I would go up to space to experience the zero gravity, to experience being able to see that. I would never get on. I would never get it. I would never get on an airplane, but to to go to go somewhere like what's over my head here. Which, by the way, Jr. Smooth, awesome uh, spray paint artist, hooked me up with that painting. It's in my window back there. But I would totally get in a space shuttle to go up there. Absolutely. I like my feet right on the ground. I think it will stay that way. <laughs> I plant them here. Okay, so this one I'm not exactly sure. Okay, this one, it's called Zorb in New Zealand. Um, it says, truly a ball of fun. Going, to, going Zorbing is an experience like no other. Tossing and turning is in what can only be as described as a giant hamster ball. You'll go over hills and through a fun-filled course. The best part, the water inside the ball that will make you slip and slide with every turn. That, that I think... You'll probably find fun. I would hurt like hell after. Well, that's the point. <laughs> I would hurt and... like hell. <laughs> mm. It like, sounds it really sounds like a lot of fun, but I'm not. Sure. I'm not. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know if the fun. I don't know if the fun would be worth having to lay flat for a week. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, like they have like those wheels at like Knobles where like you have two people sitting side by side and they roll over. Yeah. No thanks to that in... either. Huh? No thanks to that either. I went on that once and it wasn't that bad until somebody threw up. That sucked. Because then you're also like the you're you're spinning like this, but the whole thing with like so many people on it's rotating like this. Bruno, whatever you posted up that was a Google Docs thing, you actually need to grant people access to be able to look at it. And how it's how does it it doesn't how does it, does it let me I didn't it doesn't there, tell me there, I didn't give them. There there should be a setting somewhere in it after the show or something. Okay. I'll check it out. Yeah, but, but the going to Zorb or whatever it's called, like I don't know why. Why would they call it Zorb? That's one thing I'm kind of. Uh, well, cause it's an it's an. Oh, I'd imagine because it's like an orb. It's a circle that probably has something to do with the name of it. Exactly. Uh, I I don't know where the the Z comes in. 
to that. That one, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly. I mean, I did. I didn't read anything on that that would indicate exactly where. Uh, did you hit the one in Arizona? Uh, Wade in Devil's Pool at Victoria Falls. I think that was the next one on the list. For some reason, it closed off on my phone, so I'm scrolling down. Okay, that was actually number three. <laughs> okay, did I actually skip it? Yeah, yeah. That's all those big words. Must be. <laughs> okay, yeah. So that that was number three. So we'll we'll call it number four for. That's to fine. Make me, to make me correct. You can call it whatever number you want. <laughs> <laughs> number forty-two. Number forty-two. Um, <laughs> All right, uh, Wade and Devil's Pool at Victoria Falls in Livingston, Africa. Um, Victoria Falls is the largest waterfall in the world, so that alone it's worth the trip. But if you want to uh, take things up a notch, head to Devil's Pool. When the water levels are just right, usually between September and December, it forms a lovely rock barrier between you and the edge of a massive waterfall. Nice. Wow. Uh, so I, I actually did look up. <laughs> Victoria Falls because I I love waterfalls. Uh, it's 108 meters, so if you want that in feet, that's a little bit over 354 feet tall. Oh wow! That's a big waterfall. Yeah, you, I, I don't know if I'd is... ever actually go in. I would like to look at it. It's yeah, it looks gorgeous. And by the way, their camping rates are very cheap nine dollars a night. Oh wow! Yeah, We're we should going. let's go to Africa. <laughs> we're going I, we do, I, I do I do I do say I, I definitely miss all the rain there huh? <laughs> total reference yeah <laughs> okay uh, the next one on the list is hike the most dangerous trail in the world on Mount okay bear with me Hashan China somebody's gonna call me out on all these because I can't I can barely talk. Hey, hey let somebody else pronounce them better. <laughs> uh, it looks it looks like it'd be how Hawishan. How Hawishan? Yeah. I'll take your word for it because now if it's wrong, it's all you. That's you. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> uh, it says this hike is definitely not for those with a fear of heights, but if you're an adrenaline drunkie, that concept doesn't exist. Labeled as one of the most dangerous hikes in the world, it features a steep staircases, vertical ascents and uh, I see I can talk and some boards bolted onto the mountainside. Okay. So to put this into perspective, cause I also looked at this place on, well, there's some spots and it's literally, it's like built onto the side of a cliff. There's wow. some, there's some spots where you have to walk sideways facing the cliff in order to be able to walk on this trail. Yeah. This is where they're going to make an elevator just for me to go. Right. I'll take an elevator up. <laughs> but, I mean, it, they. Wow. I mean, it, it's it's a little nutty. I mean, some some spots are kind of normal, but there's other spots where I don't think so. I don't. I, uh, uh, nope. Yeah, just to have boards bolted to the side. That yeah, that feels so safe. I, it is. It is China. <laughs> okay. So um, the next one on the list is Cage Dive with Crocodiles in Darwin City, Australia. I can say that one. Um, dubbed the Cage of Death, on this adventure, you and a friend can go face-to-face -face with some of Australia's largest saltwater crocs. The glass enclosure will make you forget that you're actually in a cage, fueling that adrenaline rush of yours to the fullest. 
So like you're pretty much in a glass thing under the water with. Yeah. So uh, I looked, I looked up a, I looked that place up on Google and they have a picture of a guy that's in the glass cage, but the glass cage is cracked. Really? I don't, I don't good. Good. So that was not an advertising one. That had to be somebody else. No, no, no. This was not an advertising. I mean, the place actually looks pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. Not with a cracked thing of glass. Separating uh, a crocodile now. <laughs> I mean, it looks like they have a whole exhibit there too with just different reptiles. Uh, they have they have uh, walls that have like glass circles that you can look in at the crocodiles from. Like, I'm assuming from inside of their facility. But they have a picture uh, right on their main page. They have a, a picture if you scroll down a little bit, and it's like a picture of a, a lady feeding this crocodile, and the thing looks like it has to be probably 14 feet long. Wow. Yeah. It, it, it looks enormous. I think my anxiety would rise more and more if I was like just under the water. The crocodiles probably wouldn't scare me as much. It's the, it's the <laughs> feeling of knowing that if something happens, that glass is not going to save me. I'm done. You know, it gets cracked or something or whatever. I'm drowning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm done. Okay. I, I don't know. I think that would be more fearsome to me than actually seeing the crocodiles. I'm like, I'm kind of looking these up as you're, as you're saying them, I'm putting the links in and checking them out just to see what they're about or, or Google searching them. If I don't like, uh, if, wow, this next one, no way. Yeah, the, next, <laughs> the next one I think is probably the best one, something I would do. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> Am I allowed? Uh, enjoy dinner in the sky. Starting in Belgium, dinner in the sky has now spread to over 40 countries and is becoming all the rage. Imagine having uh, an amazing dinner as you float high above gorgeous cities like Paris, Milan, and Brussels. Don't worry, you're buckled in, but you can dangle your feet. In fact, we completely encourage it. Yeah, Um, so that's the one where the crane takes the whole table up with the bar up top. Yes, it has the whole platform. It lifts you up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. uh, I would, I would probably be able to do that but i would probably initially not fucking move for about five minutes <laughs> but it's like i even I saw could... like on their website when i was checking it out that like somebody had like their wedding ceremony yeah right up there if, like well, up it, to me i probably right. wouldn't be able to do that standing no like, in laws on that one and just pay the crane operator real good <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, like, like if I'm actually having this stand on that thing, forget it. I'm not doing it. No way. But if I'm just sitting there, you know, especially if there's wine involved, if the, if the whole thing crashes, I'm fine. I'm drunk. Well, I think there's right. a, a lot of people, a lot of people, I've talked to friends about that. A lot of people would do it because they just won't look down. So they, they stay focused on the table and their friends as opposed to looking down. My but question, my, my question is, is what happens when you drop your fork? <laughs> or you somebody, drop your somebody, knife. Somebody down below could be in trouble. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, what? What? Ha- I mean, there's. They have uh, pictures on their website. Uh, they actually have one like at football stadiums. Uh, looks like there's summit, uh, like a beach here. Yeah, like most of the time they try to do it where it's a nice setting where you're actually encouraged to look out and there's beautiful well, scenery exactly. around you. You're supposed to look out of the skyline. Correct. Yeah, so like I mean, if you're staring at your dinner plate the entire time, it kind of defeats the purpose in a big waste of money. Well, I, I think that people, right? I think that they would, you know, who knows? But 
I mean, like, I, don't, I don't get I me wrong. It's it, it looks it looks pretty cool, but yeah. what happens when someone drops a fork? Because if we took our kids on that, you know, there would be about twenty <laughs> forks going down. Kids aren't going <laughs> on that. <laughs> That's where I draw the line. Oh my god, that would drive me insane. And I'm I'm assuming uh, that uh, I'm assuming that that you know that they would do that only on certain wind conditions and stuff. Oh yeah, you have to have the best uh, weather conditions in general. Right. Like may maybe maybe they have something underneath the platform to catch any debris that might fall. Yeah, like so depending on what like women are wearing, like they're wearing like a strapless shoe kind of thing, and it falls. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> y you never know. Right. But the seats—they look like actually they look like racing seats with like harnesses in them and everything. Yeah, yeah, they have. I think the five-point harnesses on yeah. them. Well, you have to be careful with liabilities. I mean, imagine if somebody decided, "Hey, I'm gonna unbuckle this," and like you know. Yeah, I mean. Like I'm sure there's some sort of waiver or something. You okay, have so that conversation can get dark real quick. So let's move on to the next <laughs> one. <laughs> okay. Uh, wing walk in. I'm not saying the city. Forget it. In England. Uh, Let's see. <laughs> you can you can figure that one out. No thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty gruesome. Yeah, wing walk. No, I don't think glue, so. Glue, uh, uh, boy, Gloucestershire, Glo Glo Gloucestershire, Gloucestershire, oh, so, so, Glo yeah, Gloucestershire or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Gloucestershire. Oh God, we're we're gonna get so you know made fun of for half of the names that we're saying. <laughs> But um, it says, want to catch some major air? Wing walking is the answer. You'll be taught by a team of wing walking pros and then strapped to, that's right, the wing of the plane. Hmm. Uh, then the pilot will work their magic in getting your heart rate up. Yeah, I guess. Hmm. Nope. <laughs> that's a big nope. I bet you it's pretty freaking cool, though. So you, you won't go on a plane to be actually on a plane, but you will be strapped. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't say I'd do it. <laughs> I, just said, I just said it, it would be pretty freaking cool. Right. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, like if you actually get past the fact go. that you're going to probably fall off and die a very gruesome death. I mean, yeah, the views can be pretty neat. But okay, so. I'd be too worried I'm going to fall off or something's going to happen. Or you no, know, you, when you're in a plane, you're worried about, you know, what happens if the plane crashes? Right. That's what you're worried about. <laughs> now, if you're on outside of the plane, <laughs> what you're do already you out, You're already outside the plane. So if something happens, just jump. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they strap you with a parachute at that point. Yeah. I don't know if there's a parachute involved or not. They didn't yeah. say that. Yeah, I have no idea exactly. Ryan wrote ah on the freaking picture of the plane, <laughs> but um, yeah, like at that point, like it, it's like, what safety precautions is there for that? Okay, they strap you to the plane. Okay, that's fine and dandy, but like, 
do they like when you're inside of a plane you have like the flotation things for if you like make an emergency <laughs> landing in water they give you your parachute like is that all strapped to you and then you just become a guyver and have to figure out which is what on your back yeah or? you you are you're strapped down to the plane yep. pretty much in any position that you would like to be strapped onto the plane in. it's standing strength it's pretty much is standing what it is is like a pole behind you i think like a little back thing and then he can flip the plane and stuff and you will that's what they're talking about absolutely yeah if you get a video of that you'll see you'll see what that looks like yeah they have a gallery on their website that i'm looking at and man it's it's pretty wild looking you're up twice on the screen but i don't know if you're up i don't know if that's what facebook is showing uh no that's not what facebook is showing okay cool yeah, I, I would not try that. I wouldn't even consider trying that unless you're going to give me like fifty million dollars for it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Okay, what's but our next? Deaths. What's our next one we got? All right, uh, bike deaths road in La Paz, Bolivia, and I'm hoping I said that right. Uh, the name of this road surely says it all. This forty mile ride is inhabited by thrill seeking cyclists on the daily. The 11,000 foot descent and narrow road with sheer drops, sand guard rails in most places is the ultimate rush. Wow. They don't have a whole lot of pictures on their website. No, I couldn't really find too much either when I looked. <laughs> and that kind of scares me more. <laughs> Nobody made it out to share their pictures. Exactly. That's what it kind of seems like. It's just like, you would think it's that, a rush yeah, and it's exactly. great until you, you die. That they would have GoPros on their helmets when they're riding their bicycles or whatever, you know. But yeah, no. <laughs> I actually That's uh, interesting. I actually know somebody. I mean, not not a close friend. Uh, kind of, kind of a, a friend that I know through somebody uh, that actually does professional cycling. Yeah, like, like like races and stuff through the woods. It's uh, I. <laughs> I it's actually somebody I work with. It's one of his. It's one of his friends. I'm actually friends with that guy's kid. Yeah. Uh, and he showed me some videos from his Facebook page. And man, it's like a wild ride. Yeah, when those guys have the GoPros on their bicycles or helmets, yeah. you see going through little things and jumping off these little, little hip to do's, and I guess the adrenaline's flowing at that point. Yeah, I mean, oh god. It, mm, I hope there's padding down there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Wait, what else you got? All right. Uh, next one is ride the world's steepest roller coaster in Fujioshida, Japan. Where's your you sister when you need her? <laughs> I, I yeah. There's no way I can I, say I, that. I, I think it's Fujioshida. Fujioshida. So yeah, something like that. Somebody better correct us on these so we can laugh about it later. Yes. See how bad off we were. All right, it says, looking for a little speed in your life. Venture over to Fuji Q Highland, in, in, an amusement park in Japan, and home to the world's steepest roller coaster. This roller coaster uses launch motors to blast cars from zero to 62 miles per hour in two seconds. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it also holds the record for the highest angle of descent, 121 degrees. And that view is uh, definitely something to scream about. Okay, so uh, I actually just went to the website. Uh, they have an air-launched coaster that goes from 0 to 120 in 1.56 seconds now. 
Holy oh, shit. wow. So, yeah, they, they've can you imagine, there. Can you imagine the G's that that pulls in that one point something seconds? Wow. How yeah. do you not fall asleep? Like, yeah, how exactly. does that not knock you out? Pass you out. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. Zero to 112. Have, I, I know that they have... Um, I've seen the drag race, you know, where they put you in, they do the same thing. They slingshot you in a drag yeah. car, so it would make you feel like you're doing that 200 miles an hour or whatever. I've seen, mm-hmm. I've seen that set up somewhere. I think it was probably down at Disney. Yeah, that's that's absolutely insane. That same theme park has the world's largest loop as well. Really interesting. That's a big... See, they didn't have... See, when I was growing up, we had all the old wooden roller coasters. And then as, as, as I cannot do roller coasters anymore, now you have all these crazy ones with the corkscrews and the loops. And, the, and, and so they, yeah, they're all the, they're all the steel in. coasters now for the most part. Well, they all are steel coasters now. I think that we still have in, in Massachusetts, I think it's the oldest uh, Paragon park. If you look that up, it still has the oldest wooden roller coaster. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of Knobles amusement park. Yeah, uh, that's 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 down yeah. here in Pennsylvania. We have uh, the Phoenix, and I, yeah. I know that's been around a long time. And then there's the Twister. That was uh, the newest one they had put up. It was a wooden one. Yeah, and they're both fantastic. The last time we were there, I think I went on. We went to Phoenix like two or three times in a row. You went on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did not. I I sat there and I at my feet. That's the right. that. Moving on. Okay, um, next one is walk on water in the Florida Keys. Gaining in adrenaline popularity, jetpacks are bursting onto the scene. You'll just like some sort of cool superhero as you float above above the crystal clear waters of the Florida Keys. Okay, so these are uh, water propelled jetpacks. No, I probably wouldn't. I would. Is that that's that is, those are off of jet skis, correct? Yes. Yeah, I've seen those. I've seen. There's actually a few people around here that have that that have actually have spent the money and bought them. I would do it in a harp. I would do that in a heartbeat. So it takes, yeah, a, little, it takes a, little, it takes a little bit balance to get going. Most of the people go up and they take a dive right into the water. Yeah, I bet. So the oldest, just getting back to the wooden roller coaster, the oldest one is in Lakemont Park, Altoona, Pennsylvania, the world's oldest operating roller coaster. Yeah. Trying to think if uh, at one point, the little park right outside of where we used to live, uh, they may have actually had one of the, they may actually have had one of the oldest in the U.S. before it was all torn down. Was that Angela Park? Yes. Okay. Angela Park. They may have had one of the oldest before that place was torn apart. Jack Neary is, uh, is saying, nice to see you all together again. Yeah, we're Jack. We're trying it's... to keep the show going, Jack. Yeah. Yep, we're trying to keep going. It's it's nice to have you here, bud. Nice seeing you come on and, and say hi, bud. Appreciate it. So we got we got a few more. We can wrap it up here in five minutes. We're in an hour and a half almost. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's breeze through these last couple. All right. So the next one is Canyon Swing in Queenstown, New Zealand. If bungee jumping isn't your thing, try the equally as awesomeless jerky Canyon Swing. You can hit up the world's highest Canyon Swing and another adrenaline junkie capital, Queenstown, 
in New Zealand. No. You'll free fall <laughs> from almost 200 feet and then swing out into the gorgeous shot over canyon. Oh, and you can pick from over 70 different types of jumps. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not happening. No <laughs> Don't think so. We're apparently not adrenaline junkies. So, I'm definitely probably the most boring person ever. So, I'm sorry, Ryan. You're stuck with me. It's all good. <laughs> so that's funny. So that thing you so that thing jumps 200 feet and then you swing afterwards. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what it says. You free fall for almost 200 feet and then swing out. Wow. Yeah, no. 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 <laughs> mm. All right. We got. Okay, so that, so that the next one you have, the website's actually, uh, it's not coming up for it. It says it's not found. Oh, that's where I, I checked all of these last week, so it must have went down recently. Like yeah. the just this past week that, you know, I think maybe, I did it on, what, Tuesday? Maybe something yeah. happened to that place. <laughs> yeah, maybe. maybe. Um, all right, the next one is slide down the world's tallest water slide in Kansas City. Uh, this isn't like the water slides of your youth. That is, unless you went down a slide that dropped 168 feet straight down and shot you back up only to drop you again another 50 feet. How does it shoot you back up? It probably goes straight down and then comes back up like this to shoot oh, you up back in the up air. Okay, so yeah. It, it, shoots, it shoots you down. It's what looks – it appears to be uh, – mm, Actually, uh, from what I've from what I've seen here, they actually tore it down. Oh man! Uh, but it, from what the picture I found, it looks like it goes down at ooh, boy, maybe like a seventy degree angle. Like oh. it, it's it's a it's a pretty pretty fun little drop, and then it swings you back upwards and then back down. No. <laughs> I would be I would be the unlucky bastard that would end up like going down and it would like end up dry halfway down. So I wonder if that was torn down recently because I two thousand two thousand seventeen according to the picture I found. I wonder why because like they did have it. I think I, I'm pretty sure they had it still advertised on their site unless it was like old information. It just wasn't updated or I'm not sure. Okay. Well, what else? What else? What else do you have? All right. The uh, next one is skydive from twenty thousand feet up in Hawaii. Mm, of course, just, skydiving is uh, made this list, but this the, isn't uh, your yeah, standard just the jump. Hawaii part would be awesome. What was that, Bruno? Just the Hawaii part would be awesome. Yeah. Right. Just go to Hawaii. Um, take skydiving to new heights and do a halo jump where you'll leap out at 20,000 feet uh, at an altitude temperatures can be negative 25 degrees, not taking into account the wind chill as you reach up to speeds of 120 miles an hour. Mm. Again, if you put me on a space shuttle, I'll go up. <laughs> you just won't go down. How, how about that guy? What was it about? It's like, God, it gotta be ten years ago now. He actually went to like extremely, extremely high altitudes in a spacesuit and skydove from like sixty thousand feet. 
Wow. Yeah. Dude, I'll have to find that. That was actually pretty cool. I'll find that and put it as a post on our on our group page. Okay. And our last one? You know, the last one is bungee jump of off Maku Tower in China. And I hope I said that right. Um, this tower is home to the highest bungee jump in the world, 764 feet to be exact. You can choose to take the plunge during the day or at night and then brag to all your friends about what an adrenaline junkie you are. Mm. Mm. It kind of looks like the yes. in the world. I think I said no to almost every single, like I think the only one I didn't say no to was the dinner one. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm this, boring. Uh, this, kind of, this kind of looks like the space needle in Seattle. So definitely not an adrenaline junkie. Not when it includes, you know, jumping out of something or, you know, or off of something that I fall from a, you know, very high place. Yeah. No. Uh -uh. I said, I said, yeah, to a couple of them. Doesn't one of the, doesn't one of the roller coasters in, in Vegas, I'm trying to think when I was there and one of the roller coasters off the top, one of the hotels and it actually like swoops down, like you're going to go off the, and you, you stop. Yeah. And it brings you back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is one. I, I remember, I remember seeing that uh, probably on on Discovery Channel or something uh, a while ago. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Uh, Nancy said her son Halo jumped a few times. Wow. Yeah, I'm. I, as I said, I'm probably the most boring person in the world. Do you want me to? Is do that the? Is that the same son that bounced off the airplane too? <laughs> oh my god. He. We should have had him on this show. <laughs> right. Oh my god. That's right. As an adrenaline junkie, yes. All right. Uh what else do we have left here? Uh some facts about adrenaline, uh info about hormones and effects on the body, information of effects of adrenaline on the brain, organs, tissues, nervous system. We kind of hit a little bit of that earlier. Uh we guys thinking, should we wrap the show up? We're uh, working on about an hour and a half. Yes. Yeah, we can wrap up. I mean, we can always hit points later if needed. Right. Yeah. It's like maybe right. we can convince Nancy's son to come on the show. Talk to him about his adrenaline junkie ways. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, Bruno, have anything to say? I don't, except that I just want to make sure that uh, everybody uh, supports their troops. And, uh, you know, we definitely... Uh, you know, we definitely want to keep Big Daddy's uh, alive, that he was a big supporter of all types of uh, services, the Coast Guard, the military, all of the branches of the military, the Coast Guard, police, fire, all of them. We have your thoughts and prayers and be careful out there. And uh, we, we think about you guys all the time. Absolutely. That's all I have. Yeah, yeah Big Daddy was always a big, uh, well, I'm pretty sure I spelled responders wrong. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Uh, nah. Okay. So cool. And, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, we'll be back at this again next week. <laughs> yeah. Next, next, we'll next, next we'll Yep. Out, uh, next week will be our pre-recorded show. Uh, you have an interview coming up, don't you? With somebody. I do have an interview right. coming up uh, with somebody that we always loved having on our show. I have to get into contact with him and find a good day this week. But I'm uh, hoping hoping to have Gerald Glassford, uh, Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos on. Uh, we're going to talk a little wrestling and a little bit about what the state of TVs, movies, film uh, will be in about a year to two years because of the coronavirus 
stopping uh, from all of the new filming from happening. Excellent. That's going to be a good topic because you're right. We, people have binge, you know, people are binge watching. They've people that have had Netflix have now ordered Amazon and yeah. vice versa and other other avenues because they've been watched every single program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I know personally we have all we have all of the above. We we have uh, Netflix, we have Amazon Prime, we have Hulu. We yep. don't watch it. The kids watch it. <laughs> the kids cool. binge watch it. I've been binge, wa binge watching some older movies and stuff like that. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be an awesome topic. Cool. And Audrey, right, Audrey, Audrey, Audrey got me to watch a movie for the first time in probably months the other night. So. And you were able to watch the whole thing and not fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because there was boobs in it. Ah. Oh, we watched we watched uh, Zach and Mary make a porno. Yep. Ah, okay. Oh, come on. It's a good movie. It's a hilarious movie. He just likes the tits. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Don't well. Look. Cool. All right. With that, everybody have a good one. Have a good week. Everybody be safe, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Bruno, nice seeing you, bud. Take good care. Cool, Bruno. Right. Audrey, would Brian. you like to say goodbye? Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye. baby. Uh, guys, I uh, appreciate you watching. Make sure you like, comment, share. Check out our YouTube channel. I posted it in the comments. Uh, shit, I guess it's to the side, but it will be below after the video once it's posted up on Facebook. Uh, please go and subscribe over there. Hit the little bell notification so you know when you get to see our pretty faces on camera. Uh, absolutely uh, support our troops. 100% support them. Uh, Big Daddy was always a big proponent in supporting our troops, first responders. And, uh, yeah, I think that's going to be about a wrap. Uh, appreciate you guys watching our show. Audrey, anything else to add? Thanks, everybody, for watching. Take care, and we'll see you next week. All right, cut the music.